everyone. Welcome to another episode of Anything Goes. I'm your host, Bilal Ali, and thank you all for, for tuning into this week's episode. This week, as you can probably tell from the title, I'm actually talking about something that's uh, quite different than what I would usually talk about in these episodes. You know, on this podcast, you'd normally expect me to have a, have a guest on and we just, you know, talk one-on-one. But today, actually, I'm going to be discussing a topic that's not focused on a lot and it's really important it's something that really we we need to spend time on and we have to think about and we have to to fix and that thing is as you all already know uh, since you clicked on this uh episode because of the title it's sexual assault and harassment in women now this topic it's it's so crucial to fixing our societies and instilling better fundamentals in our future generations Today I'm actually joined by many women who uh, they're going to be sharing their stories, experiences, advice, etc. And they're all from different backgrounds, ethnicities, religions, all of that. Despite all these differences, there's one pattern that's consistent amongst all of them. And sadly, it's that they've all faced sexual harassment and or assault by males. So before we start, I'd like to give a trigger warning to the listeners. The topics mentioned in this episode can be hard to listen to for some, as there is accounts of assault, etc., and listener discretion is advised. Alright, but this is actually a very important issue to talk about. You know, I always support women in our society, and will continue to do so. You know, no questions asked, of course. But even coming into this episode, I kind of had some nervousness, uh, you know, because obviously... Obviously, I chose to do this. Nobody asked me to, uh, but I just, I, I want to spread this message, but I, I was kind of anxious to record this because I know with a topic like this, there's a stigma around it. There's a stigma around the act of sexual harassment and assault, but there's also a stigma around talking about it or speaking out against it, especially when a, when a guy, you know, speaks out against stuff like this because it's not so common for guys to do so, right? And it's not as accepted. Uh, but it's it's definitely you know important for for us males to to talk about this and shed some light on it. Some things like catcalling, for example, right? They seem so small, but it's it's still you know it's it's still harassment because it's unwarranted. the The woman didn't ask you to you know catcall her or anything, right? So there's definitely a stigma around it, and things like this they they've become so normalized in our societies. That if if you think about it, if you're a guy and you don't really catcall in some friend groups, they might be like, yo, who's this loser? But actually, that's that's a respectable male. <laughs> and that should be the normal. That's not doing extra. It's not doing nothing. That's just being a normal person, respecting other people. And I'm not even going to give you, you know, the cliche think about, would you want this done to your sister, mother, and all that, right? But I'm not going to give you that because you hear that from everybody and everywhere. It's become so common to say, but just think about women as other human beings. So whatever you do, any any effect you have is on another living human being, another soul, another mind. And, you know, sometimes the things we say and do seem so small, but in reality, they, they go deep and they scar the person and can cause trauma, right? I know with a lot of guys, it's not the intention, of course, to do that, but it's it's sadly what happens from these actions that we do. 
Yeah, so that's definitely why I'm trying to, you know, come on here and speak out against these things and shed some light on the fact of the matter. Because there's a stigma around, you know, sexual assault and harassment, and it has to be broken. And for that to happen, somebody has to speak out. Hopefully with this episode, I can, you know, open up some eyes to the seriousness of this issue. All these amazing women who you'll get to hear their stories in a bit actually opened my eyes to the severity of the problem of sexual assault and harassment. I mean, we all, I believe, you know, we all know there's a problem, but I really wasn't aware of how common assault and harassment occur till I heard, you know, all these, uh, all these women's stories. I realize this is way more common than we may think. You know, I talked to lots of different women for this, right? And all of them have stories. All of them have stories that uh, relate to stuff like this. And I, I didn't have to go, you know, far looking. It, was, it wasn't like, you know, I, I went out of my way trying to find uh, women who who have been harassed or assaulted. It was, you know, right in front of my eyes. So this really, you know, it shows it shows how common these acts of violence towards women occur. And let me just establish something before we start. I do not by any means think all men harass. I don't even think most, but a lot do, right? And if we think by not participating in, you know, assault and stuff like that, we're not a part of the problem, then we need to rethink that because if we're if we're bystanders, right? Then we we might as well not be there. I mean, think about that. We're not doing a difference, so what's the point? All right, so we're about to hear right now the stories of these women. And I recommend you listen with an open mind and heart. So hopefully after we're done with this episode, it's made obvious how much more, you know, prevalent this problem really is. And how once again, it's really common for a woman to face harassment or worse. One thing I realized by talking to these women is that some are afraid to speak and share their experiences because they've been previously told it's not a big deal or it's it's normal you're just blowing it out of you know proportion or you welcomed it and all this so this really you know it speaks volumes to how apparent this issue is and we can't just turn a blind eye we we must face it right we we gotta we gotta fight that all right so we're gonna listen now to the stories and of course all the women's names will not be mentioned for their own uh safety and comfort and some of uh, some of the women that are on here, they didn't want to uh, record with their own voice, which I totally respect. So I I got some females who volunteered. God bless them. Uh, they you know they volunteered to record with the voice of like a female for the for the stories. So they'll be reading them, the ones that don't have a recording. And obviously, you know, the people reading as well will not be mentioned. Their names are not going to be mentioned as well. All right. So how this is going to work is I sent four questions to each of the women that uh, wanted to participate. And we're going to go through them one by one. So there's going to be different segments in the podcast. And basically, you know, I'll ask the first question and you'll just hear their responses, you know, following each of the different stories. All right. Question number one. Do you have any stories to share, such as encounters that revolve around you being harassed, assaulted, or even just being uncomfortably scared due to men, etc.? I actually have quite a few stories about being harassed and assaulted, starting from when I was about seven or eight and still going on. When I was in elementary school, I remember not really understanding why grown men would look at me the way they were. It's a very distinct look, and I do think every woman knows that look. In junior high, I remember boys playing the fire truck game. 
where they would move their hands up a girl's leg and were supposed to stop when they said red light, but wouldn't stop because fire trucks don't stop at red lights. After that, I slowly started to realize that I was really scared of what those men could do to me. A few years ago, I was in a bad situation with a friend of mine, and he ended up taking advantage of me and taking my virginity. I have been assaulted more than once by men who are my age and men who are years older than me. Along with being assaulted, I have also been harassed by men on the bus, in different stores, and even at school. I remember the first time I was catcalled. I was about 11 or 12, and it just confused me. I remember going to some friends and telling them about it, and they told me that, yeah, it's just something that happened when you get older. As a young kid, I just say, okay, and live these years with thinking it's normal. As I grew older, things people would say would get suggestive, or people would try their very best to get me to go home with them. I'm 16, and I've, like many other girls, been followed or touched in a crowded area by random men. I have friends that have been raped, and yes, more than one. Anytime I want to go out at night anymore, after some close calls with men following me in their car, after some party or when they are with some friends who think that it's okay to just talk to me like I'm not there, I no longer feel that I can leave my own driveway without my phone and ringer on, and something I carry just in case. When I was young and people would say to my dad, oh, make sure you carry a baseball bat when she starts dating, it wasn't a compliment. It was a reality. Men don't even trust men. Yes, when I was in college, I was harassed multiple times. After, I have continued to be catcalled, though now that I am older, this has changed into being mansplained my job. I am forever having to prove that I am the owner of my business because of how I look and the fact that I am a woman. One that has happened recently was going to the lawyers for our will and the lawyer spent the entire time talking to my husband. Another time going to court I was to testify for a client and I was downplayed as an expert though I have been in the field for over 10 years. I have a master's and I am licensed as a counsellor and I'm an expert in drugs and alcohol. This is something I've kept to myself for a long time. I told my sister and she said, well, it wasn't violent. I was drugged and raped by a guy I thought was my friend. That was the worst experience. Although any and all unsolicited harassment causes the same dirty internal turmoil. When I was in my early 20s, I had a manager that would grab my hand and say he would run off with me. He had a family and I was fucking repulsed by him. I ended up quitting that job. Then I heard from family and friends that I couldn't keep a job. I currently have a master's degree with a very good job. I dated a guy in Wales that was extremely scary. While he was at a pub, I called the Welsh police and left with the clothes on my back. I had to call the police on my sister's boyfriend who pulled a knife on us. Wow, recapping this is scary to realize. A ton of extremely terrifying situations for being educated and strong-minded. I was in the local grocery store waiting at the checkout with a friend of mine about two years ago. We were 13 at the time. And this older man, probably about 65, decided to start inching toward her. Eventually, he got so close, he was practically groping her. So, I did what any 13-year-old girl would do. I pretended to be her girlfriend. It worked, and he backed off. But at the time, I don't think we realized how dangerous the situation could have gotten. 
Yes, many. Most of my stories are having men repeatedly try to cross and or cross boundaries I have created. This has happened in every aspect of my life. It's happened at school where I've refused to give my number. I'm constantly asked until I have to become more aggressive or give them a fake number. The same scenario has happened at my job more times than I can remember. One time a customer said, I will wait for you after your shift and you will hang out with me. I'm not taking no for an answer. And he did, in fact, wait until I left the store. This has happened three times with three different customers. I worked minimum wage retail at the time and was 16 to 18. It's happened with intimate partners who didn't take no and kept persisting until they convinced my no to a yes. It happens all the time to all women. One time when I was a teenager, about 17, 18 or 19, I think, I was walking outside and this guy on a bike approached me, talked to me, and kept following me until I got near my house. This person looked older too. I remember feeling uncomfortable. I have two stories from around the same time period, the early 2000s. Both stories demonstrate both my fear and uncertainty in the situation and have relatively mild, even somewhat humorous endings in a gallows humor kind of way. More than anything, they demonstrate that a dangerous situation can look harmless and vice versa. When I was in my late teens, I was walking home from school one afternoon when a guy in an El Camino drove past me, stopped in the middle of the street, backed up, and started slowly following me. I tried to keep my cool and just keep walking, but internally I started freaking out, convinced I was about to be kidnapped. It was an empty suburban neighborhood street in the mid-afternoon. Safe to assume, most people were at work and no one was around to help me. I kept walking, weighing my options. I was relatively close to home, so I could just make a break for it and run, but I didn't want the guy to know where I lived. My backpack was relatively heavy, so I could possibly use it for self-defense if need be, but I didn't really have any other way of defending myself, and the small glimpse of the guy I had gotten when he backed up showed that he was a big guy, plenty big to overpower me. I was seriously considering walking up to a random house and knocking on the door when the guy stopped his car onto a side street, got out, and started catcalling me. He wasn't following me anymore, just standing by his car and yelling your typical, hey baby, you're looking fine, come on over here kind of stuff. My mood immediately shifted from scared to irritated. I don't remember exactly what I did, but I seem to remember trying to play it off as annoyance when what I really wanted to say was, you scared the shit out of me. What is wrong with you? The guy kept yelling until I was out of earshot, then got back in his car and drove away in the opposite direction of me. Even now, 20 plus years later, the thought makes me simultaneously anxious and angry. A couple years later, I was waiting for the bus on a much busier street. A gray Buick pulled into the parking lot across the street from me, facing the street. The driver honked at me and waved me over. Now, it was mid-morning and the sun was obscuring most of the driver. All I could see was a black man's hand on the steering wheel. And this is relevant because my best friend's dad was black and he drove a gray Buick and we both lived rather close to the bus stop. So my immediate thought was, oh, awesome, I'm getting a ride to school. So I take the time to wait for the light to change and cross the street. I get about 15 feet from the car when I actually take a good look at the driver and immediately stop. That's not my friend's dad. 
it's a stranger. I just cross the street to approach a stranger's car. Oh, crap. I'm now both scared and angry because my bus is due any minute, and this guy just called me away from the bus stop, which will take me a couple minutes to get back to. I take a step back. The driver rolls down the passenger window and leans toward me. He's grinning like a used car's salesman, and I feel like a deer in headlights because it's creepy AF. He says, hey baby, where are you going? I say, gesturing to my backpack, to school. He says, you want a ride? I say in a clearly suspicious voice, nah, I'm good. He says some other things I don't remember, and I start backing away further while still trying to maintain obviously cautious but polite conversation with him. This is because I know from experience and advice that being rude to a dangerous man is incredibly risky. Then out of the corner of my eye, I see the bus come and leave. Now I'm no longer scared at all, just pissed, because it takes over an hour with a transfer for me to take the bus to school, and this bus only comes once every half hour, so now I'm going to be late to class. I end the conversation with an angry, well, you just made me miss my bus, so thanks for that, and walk away. He doesn't follow me. I was probably being foolish to just go back to the bus stop, but it was a very busy street where it would be much harder to kidnap someone by force, so I felt safer than I had in the previous incident. But while the first incident was just some idiot being an idiot, this guy was clearly a human trafficker, and I'm probably lucky I didn't get any closer to the car. So it was Ramadan in like 2019, and I was waiting for the bus to get to college, like in my abaya, and there was this bald Bengali Muslim man who I saw drop his kids to my brother's school, and he said, Salam, and started speaking to me in Bengali. And I was like, I'm Somali, I don't speak Bangladesh. And he started speaking to me in English saying, oh, you don't look it or whatever. But he was like, oh, are you fasting and stuff? And just seeming kind or whatever. But it was a bit weird, so I deaded the conversation. Fast forward to when I got on the bus. He came and sat next to me. And when the bus started moving, he started like pushing his elbow into my boob and acting like it was the bus moving. And he got so close to me. Bear in mind that this was at 9 a.m. and the bus was quite empty and usually I'm quite loud, but wallahi, I was in shock. Like, it doesn't seem so extreme, but I was so shocked. In the middle of Ramadan, a whole grown man doing this, so I legit just sat there in shock and when I got off, I was crying. Like, why didn't I say something? But yeah. Hey guys, thank you for not only tuning into Anything Goes With Bilal, but for taking the time to hear every single experience shared today. I feel like many women can relate to having experienced unwanted sexual harassment, and unfortunately, it happens almost daily for some. I've been harassed while walking down a grocery aisle, getting gas, and even sitting minding my own business. When I was a college student, I was sitting on campus eating lunch. A man, probably in his 30s, struck up a conversation with me. I can't remember exactly what about. I believe he was asking me for directions. Of course, I responded. He took this as an invitation. He sat down at my table and continued talking to me, even though I was not engaged in the conversation, giving short answers. Kept telling him I was busy eating lunch. He kept getting closer to me until he was sitting right next to me and even put his hand on my leg. I scooted the hell away and he came and sat on my opposite side. Same thing happened. I was so uncomfortable, but I didn't know what to do, so I just kept scooting away and pushing his hand off. I told him to stop and he agreed too, but kept doing it. He asked for my number and I gave it to him so he'd leave me alone. Of course he called me right away to make sure I gave him the right number. I did. 
He said he had to go to work and asked if I wanted to come over to his house to smoke with him later. I said I was busy and he left. He texted me later in the day asking me to come over and smoke with him again and I blocked him. I felt really uncomfortable sitting alone on my college campus after that. There were people around me when it happened. I made eye contact with some of them, but nothing happened, of course. I was too scared in the moment to speak up. Within the last six months, the following has unfortunately happened to me. I've been followed. I've had someone come very close and whisper in my ear. I've had a random guy blow me a kiss on the street. Cars pull up and shout at me late at night. All of these experiences lead me to be very apprehensive of men, even what we class as the good guys, because you just don't know, and frankly makes you quite scared, just walking down the street. I also think it makes you hyper aware of everything. You start to notice anyone that notices you, anyone that stares at you. Also, all those past experiences was whilst I was wearing a hijab. As it's only been a year of wearing, I had the slightly unique insight to be able to say it isn't better as a hijabi or as someone more modest. Harassed in terms of catcalling and stuff, I've been chased by a whole grown man when I was taking a walk in the park. What was she wearing? She was asking for it. I mean, that's what she was wearing. Okay, so when I was dressed in a abaya and hijab, fully covered up, was I told by a man that it doesn't matter how much you cover up, it still won't stop me from raping you? Uh, something that I can share. When I was in junior high, I got like stalked by the bus driver. And I was maybe like 13. And it was very scary thinking back now. At the time, it didn't seem as bad as I guess it really was. And I really internalized it and felt like it was my fault when it really wasn't. Um, and then later on in high school, when I was like 15, I worked in a kiosk in a mall and I worked by myself. And there were so many scary people like all the time. And one time this guy kept like hanging around and asking what I was doing after work. And then he offered me money and he didn't necessarily say what for, but it was kind of implied that it was like for sex, which was really scary to think about and terrifying because this was like a grown man and I was like a minor at the time. So yeah, super scary. My cousin repeatedly kept commenting on my figure when I was only 13 to 17. Breast and hip size took pictures without my consent. I get stared at a lot when I go walking or skating. I've been catcalled. I get sexualized a lot. Nagged to send nudes despite me saying I don't feel comfortable with it. And I was still a minor when all of this happened. That was all the stories and responses and experiences that I had uh, for question one. And before we head on to question two, I, uh, I'm at a loss for words, honestly, because all I can really say is, wow, you know, just wow. This is so you know, common to an extent that it's just, it's horrifying, you know, it's horrifying and it's heartbreaking. You know, there's a, there's a lot of words and emotions that can describe what's going on here, but it's just sad that, you know, these amazing women, and not only these women, you know, it's so many others, 
have to go through stuff like this, you know, and it's a sad reality, you know, we, we got to work on fixing that though. That's the thing. And, you know, I hope these, uh, stories are, you know, uh, touching you as much as they touched me and maybe opening up your eyes. And I just want to remind you before we head on to the second question right now, just, you know, again, contemplate over this after you finish the podcast and while you're listening to it right now as well just contemplate over it and contemplate over uh these stories and the things and all that and just think about it and if you want to listen back later so you can kind of get another sense and another feel uh you can always do that you know so yeah all these women are honestly so strong for for coming on here and sharing their stories like this because it takes a lot of you know guts and just strength okay and it's really respectable i i appreciate them coming on here thank you ladies but yeah let's go on to the second question this next question you might kind of feel like it's weird to ask but just listen to the responses and then I'll uh, I'll say why I asked this question in particular after uh, you listen to these responses. But yeah, question number two. Do you carry anything on you for self-defense from men? And if so, what are those items? As for self-defense, from a very young age, my parents taught me what to do if a man ever grabbed me or touched me against my will. I think that speaks volumes about our society. When I go out anywhere, I try to carry some sort of object similar to a knife or really anything I can use to wound someone to try to hurt me. When I'm alone, I always walk with my keys between my fingers because that fear is so real. I used to, not so much anymore, but I do not go out much anymore. When I worked nights, I would carry my keys. Yes, usually keys. I did self-defense and weapon training for a while, so even if I don't have anything, I'm usually always alert. Pepper spray. I don't really keep anything on me other than my keys and my phone. I don't, I'm not someone who holds like my keys between my fingers, but I find myself pretty aware of my surroundings and I'm just like on edge all the time. I carry a pocket knife on me. In Canada, self-defense items are a legal issue as not a lot are allowed, which makes things a bit limited. I haven't up until now. Today, a family member gave me a personal safety alarm. Yes, I carry pepper spray, a taser, and a self-defense keychain. Not really, but I do keep my keys between my fingers while walking in dark parking lots. It probably isn't even that good of a defense, but it makes me feel better. I don't really carry pepper spray because it's illegal in London, but I mean, they can catch hands. For a long time, after a very traumatic experience, I always carried a mini hairspray bottle in my bag as an alternative to having pepper spray. I do not do that anymore. However, I am currently training in kickboxing as a means of self-defense. No, but I am planning on getting pepper spray and a taser. All right, that was all for question two. You know, some of you right now might be wondering why I asked that question, because it it can seem as a pretty weird question, right? And I said I'd let you guys know uh, why I did ask that. And the reason I asked it is because I wanted to know how women, you know, kind of felt uh, when when they go out and they interact and they, they do certain things, right? 
and the responses I got back, you know, for this question, they really, they showed me that these women and many alike have a real fear, you know, and we got to think about what, like, why that fear is there, right? It's a real thing that they're facing and going through, and it's sad that that fear has to be there, right? Uh, but we we got to think about why why it is there and that's uh because you know either they've they've faced you know sexual harassment or assault or uh something like that right or they they have you know people really close to them who have faced that and like we said you know it's it's so common right so it happens way more than we think and that's why this fear is actually there and that's why in all these stories so many of them talked about you know how they hold how like when they're walking at night or alone right they'll hold their keys in between their fingers like it's sad to see and it's not sad you know not not the fact that they're defending themselves but the fact that they they have to feel that fear right and we got to look at ourselves and think to ourselves are we maybe part of this problem you know are we some of the people who are causing uh this fear in the in these women or what so yeah we just got to contemplate about that and think about it so that's why i asked that question we'll just move on to the third question right now but yeah question 3 what are some ways women help other women in situations when they are threatened by men, whether it be a stranger in the streets or someone they know? Women helping women has been a familiar concept to me for my whole life, from lending my friend some lip gloss to carrying another to a bathroom where we could lock the door because a man wouldn't leave her alone. I know that I have done many little things to help my friends in those situations, but I've also helped women I never met by simply pretending that I'm a friend they haven't seen in a long time and walking with them to wherever they need to be. Honestly, I don't think my examples capture how often women actually help each other in these situations. It is almost a daily thing. Most of the time, if I see a woman who is in danger, I pretend to be her sister and go up to her and ask a question. Most of the time, they go along with it, and the man backs off because two women are more of a hassle. I have had women I know walk me to my car and vice versa waiting to make sure that my friends get into their house before driving away. When I was younger, I had moments where I would buddy up to another lady and had other women do that to help me out as well. Being present, observing the situation, pretending to know each other. Something that I kind of do is I'm like always texting my friends and my boyfriend just to check in, let them know where I am know where they are we like share location with each other and then we let each other know like when we're going out to meet someone or out to an unusual place that we might not be before and then we always check in when we get there just so that we feel better about it and we know where each other are uh something else that i do is sometimes if i'm like somewhere where i don't know where i am i'll just stay near to a woman like if i'm on a bus i would much rather sit next to a woman than i would a man and I feel like that's the case for a lot of ladies out there. Pulling them away from the threat, yelling, getting them away from the guy. Mostly sticking together in numbers. 
Speaking up and outing so everyone can avoid the person. Always tell someone you trust where you're heading and a rough estimate of when you'll be back home. Download the WalkSafe app. And for any women out there who need support at this time, please feel free to reach out to Bilal for my contact information. I'd be more than happy to support you the best I can. Just know you do not have to try to heal on your own. In a stranger situation, the best thing a woman can do if she sees another woman being threatened by a man in public is to approach the woman, not the man, and pretend like they know each other. Invent an excuse to get the uncomfortable woman away from the man and into a populated area. There's always a possibility that you're actually seeing a couple's argument or partner abuse and that the woman won't be receptive to your offer for help, but it's still worth trying. For women you know, it's more complicated because unless it's a strange man, that situation means the woman is in an abusive relationship and that's always going to be harder to help. The most important thing a woman can do for another woman in that situation is to be there for the abuse victim. Make it clear that you love and support her and do not badmouth her partner to her. No matter how much you just want to scream, but he's literally garbage, please leave him. Abuse victims are almost always being isolated by their abusive partners and being brainwashed into believing that none of their friends or family actually love or care about them. The standard narrative is, I'm the only one who cares about you. No one else will ever love you like I do. And everyone else is just jealous and trying to break us apart. As stupid as that sounds, when you're hearing it constantly, multiple times a day, it's hard for it to not start affecting you. All right. And that was all the responses for question number three. But one thing I got to say is I love how, you know, all of you women come together on this issue and you come together and you support each other and, uh, you know, you, you like have each other's backs and uh, it's a beautiful thing. Definitely just you, you all being together like that is is something that's definitely good and it's like a good connection and us men can can take something from this actually where i think as well uh, us men we have to start coming together for these women and you know just sticking with the women in our society because we're we're all you know in this together and we we all got to come together and you know, just take a stance against rapists and, you know, harassers and assaulters, all of that, right? And in this last and final question, actually, that I have coming up, in this one, actually, they gave some advice on, uh, you know, what men can do to help and make women feel more comfortable and be there for them, right? So, uh, we... We can take some advice from that, definitely, and uh, definitely pay attention to, to this section that's coming up right now. All right. Question four. What are some ways you think men can help women in making them feel more comfortable and reducing the threats of being attacked or harassed? I think men can help women by speaking up, educating themselves, and calling out their friends. When I say speaking up, I don't mean posting on Instagram stories. I mean jumping in and helping women in situations that make them noticeably uncomfortable, or even ones that just feel off. I think men can educate themselves by just talking to every woman they know. A lot of us have stories that nobody really knows about, and unfortunately, it isn't just a few women. I do think calling out friends is the biggest thing. 
I do think that every man has at least one friend that has either harassed or assaulted a woman, even if they didn't know it. Calling out those big actions are hard because a lot of women don't really speak up about their experiences. I'm more talking about derogatory comments and rape jokes that should not be tolerated. Overall, I think that men should listen to the women around them and do their best to educate themselves on how to protect women. One way I've used is having someone on speed dial at all times, in any situation, just having that one person and backups if they don't answer, that you can just call for no reason because I've noticed that if you look busy, you're more likely to be left alone. Another time, there was a stranger on the bus who noticed I was uncomfortable and proceeded to ask me if I was okay, and before getting off, he made sure to like nod at me and make sure everything was still okay, and that's also super reassuring. If you notice strange behavior, step in instead of just being a bystander. If you see something, do something. Don't pretend it is not happening, but rather show that you support us by stepping forward and helping. Ask permission, take no as an answer, and listen to us when we tell you why we do not like those things. Pay attention to situations happening around them. Do not walk behind a woman at night. Just don't talk to random women. Something that guys can do is just always give women some space. They need to not feel you just hovering over. Uh, you can like go to the other side of the street or just stay back a few extra meters. Another thing that's really important is just to keep having these sorts of conversations all the time. The more we talk about it, uh, the more aware everyone will be. And then challenge your own thoughts sometimes because you may not think about it, but we've internalized a lot of this misogyny. So just challenge your own thoughts, challenge your friends as well. Um, in the same way that we've all been having these conversations about racism and being anti-racist, it's you can't just be a bystander in situations like this. You need to speak up and actively defend women and help them. I'm not sure, but one thing for sure is just being kinder. It goes a long ways. Please check your mates, brothers, or cousins. Have a deep conversation about all of it, even if it's only once. If they're even a little out of line or make a joke, set them straight. If so many girls experience sexual assault and it's not you, then it's most likely someone you know, which you have zero clue about. Being aware of what may make women and others uncomfortable and trying to avoid that behaviour. But also, if someone looks scared or worried, maybe approach them and ask if they're okay, if safe, and contact authorities when deemed necessary. No touching unless agreed upon. Being honest, I think either people are good or they're not, so just be good. Be respectful and keep your distance. Stand up for the women you see being bothered. Literally, Islam teaches us all we need to know. Becoming more understanding and speaking up and not dismissing women's feelings in regards to this. Educating their male friends about how serious the issue, outing and reporting if they know their male friends to have done something like this. When it's late at night, try distancing yourself from a female when walking. It can be scary. I would say preferably call an authority figure if possible. However, I am not knowledgeable on what to do in these situations. My advice to men out there 
If you need us to move, we can hear you with your words. There's no need to touch us on the elbow or the waist. It is just not necessary. But the most important thing, if a woman says no, it means no. If she says no, then back off. Don't try to convince her. That defeats the purpose of her saying no. Don't sexualize women, even to your friends. You're just contributing to the system that oppresses us and makes us hyper-aware of our relationships with men. If you see a woman in danger with another man, or if she's uncomfortable, offer help, but don't expect anything in return. We don't ask to be harassed by men. This wouldn't happen if we didn't socially construct that behavior as normal. As a male, you have to be hyper-aware of how you treat women. The most important thing men can do to make women around them feel more safe and comfortable is to change the environment that those women live and exist in. Make that environment safer for them. And the way that you do that is by not accepting bad behavior from your fellow men. Men need to get into the habit of checking the behavior of other men, both in mixed company and when alone. Educate yourself about what harassment looks like what abusive relationships look like, and what rape is. Spoiler, it's much more than people jumping out of bushes or drugging people's drinks. Most people are raped by people they know and trust, including me. Use that knowledge to improve the behavior of yourself and the men around you. Make it clear that harassment is never okay, even when it's just joking around or whatever. Be vocal about disapproving of hurting, intimidating, or threatening women. Call people out when they talk or brag about disrespecting or hurting women. Tell them to knock it off if you see them being a jerk to someone. Don't just look the other way when you know that a man in your life is mistreating a woman. Make it socially unacceptable to treat women badly. And understand that all of it actually looks like, not just the extremes. Listen to the ways your guy friends talk about women. Do they talk about them like they're just people with positives and flaws beyond looks and with thoughts and personalities of their own? Or do they talk about them like they're an incomprehensible species separate from men with thoughts and feelings that are always or almost always the same and predictable? Do they attribute the thoughts, feelings, and behavior of one or a few women to the thoughts, feelings, and behavior of all or most women? If any of the latter is true, it means that they are not thinking about women as people, not entirely. And that is a red flag that means you need to pay closer attention to the way they treat the women around you. Remember that most abusive people, men and women, are able to remain abusive because they are good at convincing others that they are not abusive. Which means one of your friends who seems like they're a good guy might not be. He might be manipulating you into believing that he's a good guy so that you will take his side when someone accuses him of hurting them. He might be taking advantage of the fact that most men don't call out other men on their bullshit when it comes to treatment of women. Don't fall for it. Very importantly... Listen to women. Women have been talking about the ways that they feel unsafe and uncomfortable in our society for decades. It's just that people don't actually hear them. So start hearing them. Actually listen and don't ignore the things they say that make you uncomfortable. Don't immediately assume that someone is lying if they say that a man hurt or harassed them. The phrase, 
believe women doesn't mean automatically assume that anyone who is accused of misbehavior or violence is guilty. It means give someone the benefit of the doubt when they tell you that someone else hurt them. Don't dismiss their experiences out of hand. Take them seriously and treat it like the serious accusation that it is. Recognize that false accusations are very rare and that for a woman, publicly accusing a man of harassment or rape is opening themselves up to more harassment and trauma. Publicly accusing a man of raping you is basically putting up a neon sign that says, please send me rape and death threats immediately. People don't generally sign up for that kind of thing unless they're serious. If you see a woman that is uncomfortable, okay, go that and was it to be her friend and get her out of the situation. Question. If they you have know, male so friends many, that make jokes about so many sexual good assault or rape, things that we can or take out of, culture, out of that, there was so much also, advice and uh, very well-spoken things by all these amazing women. And some things that I kind of I wanted to highlight and focus on before we end off the podcast here is uh, one of the earlier advices. Uh, one of the women, she said, Men have to start educating themselves uh, by talking to every woman they know, you know, because a lot of them, uh, they have stories that not many people know about, right? And this is something that is, you know, so true. You know, I'm I'm speaking from like experience right now, because, you know, before this, I didn't really have uh, experience in this. But then, you know, after I talked with all these amazing women, I realized that you know, there were so many stories that I didn't know and so many things that you, you, you can't see, you know, from just looking at a person. And a lot of these people, like I already knew from before, I never thought they'd been through things like this, right? So definitely, uh, it's very important, I think, to start talking with our, you know, our the woman in our lives, so friends and classmates, co-workers, mothers, sisters, daughters, grandmothers, you know, all that. Because that will actually make the issue a lot more obvious to us because we'll we'll see that it's all around us and we will also not only that, we'll also be will help the the woman out because, you know, when they can share their stories and they feel like they have a place to go uh, to to talk to somebody when when they're when they experience, you know, negative things like these and horrible encounters like these, you know, then they they kind of they have somebody to go to, right? So we we have to be there for for the woman in our society, and we we gotta listen to them. You know, we can't we can't just shut out their stories. And one thing one thing that's really important that I want to highlight is. Don't victim blame the woman. Don't victim blame the woman that speak out about things that that have happened to them, you know. And for example, like, don't say it was your fault because of what you were wearing. Because in reality, if, if someone wants to assault and harass a woman, they'll do it no matter what, you know, no matter what they're wearing. And I'm not just saying it for the sake of, you know, saying it. It is true, like, in more than one story that we heard today, actually, from different women... They were wearing the hijab, right? And they were dressed modestly and everything. But yet they, you know, they were still harassed and they were still uh, all that. So 
it's it's never the you know the victim's fault. We can't say it was a victim's fault. That's uh, that's something that we we gotta we gotta stop doing. We gotta start accepting. Uh, you know, just being open to hearing people's sides and understanding what they're going through, and just being there as a you know as a support. You know, we gotta break that stigma and start talking about it because that's what's actually gonna start reducing the the problem. And I also want to add, don't be a bystander. That's one thing that seems to be really important and really helpful to the woman, is that we can't be bystanders. If we're, you know, outside or something, or not even outside, you might be like at a party or anywhere, right? And you you see a woman kind of, she seems uh, uncomfortable or something's going on or a guy's looking at her weirdly or, you know, something like that. Then go up and try to do what you can do you know uh you can like uh like they said earlier uh you can kind of like try to you know act like you're their friend or something like that and so then the person leaves because they usually don't really want confrontation right so if we're bystanders we're we're a part of the problem so we gotta do our part we gotta we gotta help stop this and do the best we can and uh lastly before I end this, I wanna say that we, we as males, you know, we gotta, we gotta start calling out our friends, our family, uh, all that, right? We gotta, we gotta start calling them out when they say inappropriate things or make uh, inappropriate jokes towards the women. Just kind of be, you know, be that one person. I know it's really hard, especially since a lot of the stuff. Uh, like catcalling is so normal, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, but but try to be that one person in your group, you know, that starts this, and hopefully, it'll start a chain. And then you know that that would help out a lot. Definitely would help out the women in in our society. And also, assault and harassment will always be there. You know, they're they're never gonna go away, of course. But by by addressing these problems and making them talked about publicly. Uh, that that will make things such as catcalling no longer accepted in our societies, which means, you know, it'll be done fewer times and, you know, it won't be as common, which is definitely something that we we got to start doing. We got to, you know, break that stigma again that I talked about in the beginning of the podcast. We we got to break that stigma and that, that all starts with us. All right, and that was... You know, that's that's all for this episode, basically. Before we end things off, I just want to really genuinely thank all these women because you you girls are all amazing, you know, wonderful, beautiful people. You're all so strong. And the fact that you, you were, you know, down to share your stories like this and your advice and your experiences and open up and be so vulnerable because this is, you know, it's a... It's a big thing, and definitely it is really appreciated, and I hope, you know, it helps out some people because I think it can open up a lot of eyes, and, and you girls, you know, you did you did a good thing here. So uh, thank you, honestly, for, for sharing with us these stories of yours. You girls are all amazing and so strong, and, you know, keep keep fighting, keep keep advocating for 
for you know what you believe in and keep staying strong also to all the women who who you know they they wanted to share but they you know they didn't really feel comfortable or to you know any women who have gone through things like this right or like assault and harassment and all that uh i just want to say you're all so strong and keep fighting you know as well just keep keep going you you'll make it through hopefully and hopefully you know the world will will become a better place but thank you so much to all these ladies i shared today honestly you you're all so much appreciated and got to give a shout out to the ladies that recorded on behalf of the girls that wrote down their responses instead of you know using their voice so thank you so much as well for for volunteering and doing that it's uh it is really really much appreciated okay so if any woman is ever going through anything and you you feel like you can't talk to anybody or you just want to reach out to another person you know uh you can always always reach out to me i'll talk to you and i'll be i'll be a friend to you you know so just if you ever need to talk uh hit me up you know you can dm me on instagram i have my instagram in the show notes i also have i have my podcast instagram in the show notes yeah you guys can all follow me on there and stay up to date with everything but yeah i know this was a heavy episode this week but it was something that really needed to be talked about and i'm very happy we we did this uh it couldn't have been done without all of you so and hopefully you've uh, taken something out of this and yeah thank you all for listening this week and stay safe everybody you know stay safe keep sharing your stories and you know hug the people that you love tell them you love them and yeah just try to be good people but thank you for listening and i'll uh i'll catch y'all next monday with a brand new episode all right peace